to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. Today, I want to offer you a lens through which to frame all of your growth in business and life. And here it is. The way you do everything in life is one small step at a time. You lose weight one day and one pound at a time. You make money, one product or one client, one sale at a time. You travel thousands of miles one step at a time. You get the picture. But I want to walk through what that actually looks like, what it means for you as a busy business owner growing her own business, how it applies to your life, and how to put it to use every single day. The reason this is so critical to creating the success that you want in your business and, of course, in your life, is that even though this may sound logical, when we go to put this into action, most of us jump right back into what we were doing before. You know the drill. You want to solve all the problems, know all the answers, and have everything planned out and certain three years into the future before you commit, invest, or take any actions. So you don't actually take any action right now. Instead, you think, plan, research, get opinions, and perfect over and over instead of doing the thing, evaluating it, improving or changing it a little bit, and then testing it again. You make every decision feel huge and important and critical to all of your future success. And this approach paralyzes you. So today we're playing with how to change that for you. This topic comes up in almost every conversation with my clients. Choosing examples was kind of hard. The way you do this literally makes the difference between quick, ongoing results and slower, less consistent results. I can see it as I work with my clients and we evaluate the results and actions each week and month and what's happening for them. So here are two examples for my clients. One client was trying to hire someone to replace a key employee that was leaving. Her current employee was great, and she was certain it was going to take a long time to find a replacement who would work well with her way of doing things. We talked through it. We discussed her options and her obstacles. We uncovered and shifted some mindset around it, decided on a course of action, and wrapped up the call. Before the week was over, my client sent me a follow-up email telling me how well it went. She took what we talked about, wrote a new job description, posted it, went into the interviews with her adjusted mindset, and found not one amazing new team member, but two. And she hired them both because she knew exactly how to use their talents right away. This demonstrates how you can take one step, make one decision at a time, and make rapid progress. My client let go of having to know how, where, or when she was going to find a new team member. Instead, she focused on the immediate question, who do I really want in this role and why? Then we answered, why does she believe that person doesn't exist or want to work with her? When that was cleared, she was ready to write the job description and the job listing. With this clarity and belief that she really could find a person who matched what she truly wanted in an employee, it made it really easy to decide during an interview who was a good fit and not. She quickly eliminated several candidates and could zero in on the ones that actually were good fits. Now for the other side of this concept. Another client was working on creating and then selling a new program in her business. She asked for coaching on pricing the program. So we coached through all the mindset, the obstacles, the options, and feelings, giving her concern about her price. She decided on her price during our call, and then went to launch the program. Except actually the next week she came back and said, well, I've been looking at some of my competitors' programs and offerings, and I think I should change my price. 
I also don't know if I'm speaking to the right people. This line of thinking and acting continued for over a month. She would come to the call with all the questions, doubting everything she had already decided the week before. Then she would go research some more, think and obsess over it, tweak her ideas some more, and basically just continue second-guessing and doubting and never really doing anything. Every week she would make decisions, but then she, when she went to implement them, she came up with more questions, doubted her judgment, questioned whether the people she was talking to even wanted what she was offering. She looked for new ideas, she worked on totally different ideas, she started over, and just generally ping-ponged around, never really going anywhere. And the reason this is a problem is not only did she not get her program out into the world, but none of this was actually ever going to give her any actual feedback on her program. Since she never put it out into the world, she never actually made an offer. She never posted or emailed about it. She didn't talk to anyone about it. She really had no idea whether her ideas were good, would be well-received, or were even valuable or useful to her audience. Eventually, she did finally push something out into the world. And it was very uncomfortable as she did it because she still was questioning herself and doubting herself throughout the process because she totally feared failing, which we all do. But sometimes we just have to know that failing is kind of going to be there and that fear is also going to be there and not make it a problem. When she didn't hit her sales goal, she made it mean that she was a failure instead of simply evaluating the results of her first effort after months of working on it in her mind. She finally had some evidence that she could use, right? But because she interpreted her results as a personal problem about her instead of a business problem, she gave up on that idea for several months and then changed it again and started all over. Now listen, this happens to all of us at one time or another, and probably more than once. It's very normal human behavior and human thinking, but normal human behavior and normal human thinking isn't always helpful, useful, productive, or healthy. Which is why I have three questions that you can ask yourself anytime you need to bring yourself back to growing your business and changing your life, one decision and one step at a time. So here we go. First, ask why you need to know all the answers right now. What does it mean to you to know every detail or not know them? Put another way, why is it a problem that you don't have 100% certainty, a guarantee of success, and a foolproof plan? And why do you feel compelled to solve that problem? Your answers to this will be very insightful. Because listen, your work is always easier when you accept and embrace that with any big goal, you will never be able to know every single step you'll need to take how long it will take, or every obstacle that you might encounter along the way. You can certainly plan for as much as possible and prep yourself, but even things that seem very certain don't always work out exactly as planned. For example, you can book a flight to leave one place and arrive somewhere else at precise times. But sometimes things like weather, wind, plane problems, technology, or personnel issues shift that plan. You will still get to your destination, assuming you don't give up and go home. It'll just take longer or take you through unexpected routes or modes of transportation on the way. I definitely want you to have a plan or roadmap to work from, but you need to direct that plan with your highest functioning brain, not your emotional, panicked, overwhelmed, doubting brain. Here's how I recommend doing that. Set a goal and then make two lists. List of everything you think you could do to make that goal happen and a list of everything that you can think of that might get in your way. Then think about what you need to do to get started. 
with what you know and what you have. Instead of letting your brain get caught up in figuring out all the details for everything on your list, researching and solving for things that are probably several months and several steps away and will change based on what you do today, just breathe and refocus on the first three steps at most. Trust that your high-level plan will give you high-level guidance and then flesh out the details as you go. You'll continue to learn new information and have new opinions as you move forward, and you get to incorporate these as you create the details for each phase. In the startup world, this is what creating your minimum viable product looks like. You have a big idea and vision, but to get started, you have to come up with the simplest, easy idea and test it. Then you grow in iterations as you learn more and keep testing. That was a very long first question. So the second question is one that you can ask yourself whenever you catch yourself feeling overwhelmed by the magnitude of your goal or the work that you envision it will take, because those feelings will probably come up pretty often. So just ask yourself, what is one thing I can decide and do today that will move me forward? In some cases, it's what will create revenue, what will create cash, what will create a new client? What is the immediate goal and what can I do so that I'm not just sitting here ruminating and obsessing? This is where having that larger but not so detailed plan can be helpful. You can refer back to it when you get overwhelmed and use it to reorient yourself. Sometimes you just need to breathe and think a little smaller. Instead of trying to do all the things all at the same time, you'll get a lot more done more effectively and faster if you focus on one thing at a time. Focusing smaller and on today only works wonders for eliminating overwhelm and getting you unstuck. Plus, taking one small action can give you a quick win and easy evidence that you do in fact know what you're doing. You are capable. Sometimes you spend so much time in the thinking and planning phase that you forget that taking action is not a one and done thing. It's not like if I plan it all out, I'll do something and everything will go amazingly and work out. You really want to take all these actions because they do build up over time. And by practicing taking small actions every day, it gives you several chances to build confidence in yourself and your business. Because each time that you act and you don't die, your brain starts to feel safer doing the work. And yes, your brain thinks you're going to die is generally that level of fear. And that's why we aren't taking action all the time, right? It also gives you so much real data that you can use in evaluating, which will be coming up to next. With every decision and action, you get data. This worked or didn't work. Here's what you learned and here's what you're going to do next time. It takes so much guesswork out of your day. You make offers, you send emails, you call people, you pitch your ideas, you have actual conversations with real clients and potential clients, and you learn whether people want or like what you have based on what they actually say, what they buy, and what they don't even respond to. Which leads to the third question that helps you stay in this deciding one thing at a time and taking action. And that is to ask yourself questions to evaluate what you did. So this one really is three questions and they all sound overly simple. What worked? What didn't work? And what will you do differently next time? While they're simple, when you actually take time to go through them with serious attention and curiosity without judging yourself, you will learn so much more about every result you create good or bad, and you'll grow faster with greater intention. Here's why. When you start with what worked, you stay out of instant judgment and despair about yourself and your business. You're focused on finding something that worked, even if all you can find is that you showed up and did the thing so you could learn something. When you're used to looking at what isn't working, believing that nothing will work, and doubting so much of your work, forcing yourself to look at what worked, 
helps you start to see just how much what you're already doing actually is useful and working well. Now, when you ask what didn't work, I want you to think of this as a business question, not a what's wrong with you as a human question, and not in a way where you're looking for someone or something to blame. Evaluate from the perspective of what you can control or impact. And finally, what will you do differently next time? My favorite piece of this question is that you're framing it with the assumption that you will keep going with a next time. Instead of quitting or giving up, you're open and considering that this is just one more iteration in a process that you're working through. You can change anything you want at any time. That's what this question does for me. It keeps me going and reminds me that I'm in control. So here's what happens when you take all of these questions and start asking them repeatedly. You develop the muscle and skill of making decisions, taking action on them, evaluating, and then making changes as needed. You stop making everything that goes wrong or doesn't go as planned or hoped a giant crisis that means you should stop. You stay in the energy of, it's working, I've got this, and I'm figuring it out. You also strengthen so many other muscles in your brain. You learn to cope with rejection to the point where it doesn't feel like personal rejection so much as just information that you can work with. You become resilient. You rewire your brain to offer you better thoughts, ones that actually support your movement toward your goal by creating one new experience at a time. And you create the life and business you want by creating one new belief about yourself, your abilities, and your worth at a time. No, I don't think these results are out of the ordinary or too out there. This is what happens when you train your brain to stop dramatizing and actually focus. And the more you practice, the easier it feels and the faster you repeat and create results. So to recap, the three questions you can ask yourself to help you are one, why is it a problem that I don't have all the answers from start to finish to accomplish my goal? And why am I trying to solve for all of it now before I've even taken the first step? Two, what is one thing I can decide and do today with what I know and what I have right now? Three, you evaluate everything you do with these three questions. What worked, what didn't work, and what will you do differently next time? When you continually slow yourself down, break problems down into smaller, more manageable pieces, and ask these questions over and over, you create a massive cumulative effect in your business and life which actually speeds up your results once you create this habit because you no longer get bogged down in confusion, fear, stress, and overwhelm. Feelings that really just kind of keep you where you are and don't lead to good action, if any action. So write these questions down. Start using them as you work towards your big goals this year. You've got this. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com. Music.